You ready? Yeah, man, I'm uh, good. I won't screw this one up. <laughs> Hello, Tile friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Tile Money Podcast. My name is Luke Jackson Miller, your host, and today I've got Grant in the studio with me. Grant is the co-host. How are you doing, Grant? Doing awesome, Luke. How are you doing today? Doing really good, man. Doing really good. I'm excited to talk to Mark. Mark is a, a new podcaster in the tiling world. He has a podcast called Tiling Connect. I'm going to put a link in the show notes and uh, for everybody to find this new podcast. He, it's a slightly different take on it. Uh, he is in the industry, but he's not uh, doesn't come from an installation background like I do. So he has a slightly different style of conversations. He does interview tilers as well as other industry professionals. Fantastic. Uh, podcast. It's, it's 10, 12 episodes into it. Mark's on fire. I mean, uh, he's really enthused about um, continuing the con- the professional conversation and encouraging new people to come into the trade and then kind of connecting people uh, to the right authorities and the right kind of standards in Australia, where he's from, as well as, you know, communicating worldwide. Uh, we had a great conversation with him. And uh, Mark's really excited about some of the newer developments in Australia for tiling and, and what that means over there. And I think there's some translation and we had a really good back and forth. Um, I know you're gonna enjoy this, this interview, Tile Friends, and get some value out of it. Uh, tile Money Podcast is sponsored by happytileguy.com. Grant is my partner over at happytileguy.com. Uh, one of the things we're, we're doing is, uh, well, the main thing we're doing is providing tile contractors with beautiful search engine optimized websites. Grant, can you expand on this? Yeah, absolutely, Luke. Thank you so much. Uh, happy to, to expand on that. Uh, we're that what Luke said. I mean, we're we're here for you guys. We're specifically aimed for tile contractors. Obviously, there's some overlap. Some guys do some other things, bathroom and kitchen remodels, uh, those kind of things. But essentially, what we've done is we've done our best to take everything we could off off your plate. So when Luke and I set out to do this, I think it's been over three years now. You know, we mm-hmm. got the initial uh, twenty some odd people to come on board. We really saw where the you know the pain points and the issues were. We've kind of uh, you know evolved from there. We've we've got a lot of pre-written content. Everything's done for you. Basically, we just need a little bit of information for anybody that wants to sign up. We need a little bit of information about the business, you know, your branding and stuff like that. We get uh, some project photos, and then our team goes to work and does the rest for you. We've done the initial research for SEO purposes. We've got the content pre-written by a professional copywriter that was you know written by Luke and then optimized for SEO and and uh, proofread and everything. So we do our best to take everything off your plate. Um, you know, like like I always tell people is like I don't go try to tile my own bathroom. There's no reason for you to try to make your own website. You're going to spend 20, 30, 40 plus hours trying to do it. And at the end of the day, it's not going to be as good as a professional website. So we're able to offer that to you. Professional website, SEO optimized, gives you all the credibility that you need for a, and a, and a, a great you know, at a great price point. I mean, that's our goal. We want to reach and help as many people as we can, these independent, smaller run uh, operations in the tile business and help them grow and grow along with them. So, you know, it's a white glove service. We do everything for you. We take it all off your plate and and we set you up with a website and set you up for success. Ultimately, that's our goal here. Absolutely. And I want to thank you, Grant, for being my partner for three years or however long, because honestly, um, it's been a few years, you know, plus or minus. But one of the things I noticed as a tile contractor was the lack of peers having websites, the lack Mm -hmm. of competitors websites. And it's like an easy layup because it, it, it right away distinguishes you from the competition. And it shows you're a little more invested, in my opinion. It does. It, it just shows you're, it's an asset. It's a digital asset that you own. 
and that you continue to invest in and improve and, and, and show, show your personality a little bit, your about me page, your history, your licenses, yeah. you know, how to work with you. And it, it definitely helps the, uh, the higher end clientele to choose a contractor. And yeah. I've been very happy to, uh, have nothing but, you know, have really heard nothing but good from our clients. Um, many of them are, are really crediting happytileguy.com, their website to mm-hmm. them being able to level up their business. So thank you for what you're doing for my friends in the industry. Yeah. Sincerely, man. Absolutely. And, uh, anybody that wants to learn more, go to happytileguy.com. The link is in the, in the, in the description here, the show notes. So if you're listening or watching this, check it out. All right. Well, yeah. enjoy this interview tile friends. And, uh, uh, we'll talk to you afterwards. All right, Mark, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate you. I've been listening to your new podcast. Um, for, for my audience who maybe hasn't heard your new podcast or doesn't follow you on Facebook, Instagram, uh, who are you and uh, what do you do? Yeah, thanks, Luke, and uh, thanks for having me today. Um, my name is Mark uh, from uh, Australia uh, here in, uh, in sunny Brisbane, and uh, I've got a podcast <clears throat> Excuse me. I have a po- podcast there. They're called Tiling Connect, um, which is uh, really about uh, you know it's it's like a it's a hub, right? It's, it's a hub to bring all of the the best industry information together um, and share that amongst the audience, um, so that people can get connected with the with the best information to achieve you know really um, quality um, tile projects and outcomes um, on on jobs. Nice. I like yeah. that. Yeah, I like that a lot. How many episodes are you in do now? Uh, we're 10 deep. Um, so yeah, 10, the 10th was launched last week. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Right on. Well, we've got three podcasters here. So Grant, my co-host, uh, (laughs) has a podcast in another industry, um, for his, uh, for, for the tanning industry actually. Mm -hmm. Right, Grant? Yeah, that's right. Beauty industry. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So we should, uh, after we record the tile one, we'll record just a podcast. (laughs) podcast podcast. (laughs) That's funny. Sounds fantastic. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So, awesome. so what is uh, what does your tile business look like, Mark? Um, uh, the tile and connect business. Uh, just to ins- you're in you're in the installation business as well, right? Or wrong, no, wrong? no, no. Look, uh, my my pedigree um, spans back uh, around about twenty years. So I've been involved in the tiling industry since er- the early two thousands, okay. and cut my teeth um, in the retail sector. So working in tile um, tile retail outlets um, in in management and leadership and that sort of thing. So I sort of grew up with tiling. Um, earlier on, and it sort of stuck with me forever, and I haven't been able to shake it. <laughs> I think when you um, when you start working in the building industry, that you 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 develop a bit of a a love and passion for the people and the product, and that sort of expanded over over many many years. And um, I'm still here today, and, and still loving it. You know, it's it's gr- a great industry, and to actually be involved in something that's built um, is um, is pretty incredible. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's contagious for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to get out of once you're into it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So you get to see all sides of the business then, I'm assuming? 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, over the many years that I've been involved, I was in uh, in, in the business of selling tiles, um, and then I sort of migrated into um, that adhesive waterproofing landscape for many, many years. So I worked for a couple of major adhesive companies here in Australia, um, similar to you know the Laticretes of of the world, um, and um, and I spent a long time in um, some senior senior leadership roles with a major. Um, tile retailer here in that tool space as well. So I was very heavily involved in product development, um, you know, importing products from overseas. We're bringing, um, you know, tile cutters in from, from Italy, um, electric tile machines in from Spain um, and, and selling it into the market here. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's, I've had a lot of different touch points and it's been very cool. Nice. Awesome. Right on. What, what, uh, so how strong is the industry in, in Australia? I mean, I know it seems pretty strong from what I see, but maybe you can give, you know, myself and my list, my listeners an education of the Australian tile industry at large. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's an incredibly strong industry. I think the statistics that we, uh, that we have that come out, um, in a, in a, uh, a magazine are still showing that we're importing about 36 million square meters a year. So it's, um, it's, it's a large number and it's been pretty, um, consistent all the way through COVID as well. Uh, that doesn't seem to be too much, <clears throat> too much of a drop in terms of, um, that the amount of square meters. So we have, um, we have a particularly strong industry, 26 million people, I think, in Australia. Mm. So the industry um, is pretty buoyant. Um, we have a couple of major retailers here. Um, and then we have the major hardware chains that are pretty heavily involved. So um, <clears throat> there's a lot, of, um, a lot of building going on. Um, there's a lot of delays at the moment uh, with the building industry um, due to COVID, um, you know, with getting materials and supplies on the ground. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's still, the, you know, it's, it's pretty busy. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. It's really yeah. good to hear. Um, how, how often or, or what capacity are you working with the tile installer over there? Uh, look, my um, job at the moment is um, pretty heavily involved with the tile installer. So one of the brands or a few of the brands that we bring in from overseas are um, you know, electric machines and, and tile cutters and that sort of thing. So I'm... Um, uh, I'm the guy that is there when, you know, they need a bit of technical support or technical help. So there's a lot of going to site um, and spending some time with the guy, uh, the, the guys or, and or girls. We, we've got mm -hmm. a massive emergence of, um, you know, female contractors, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, just helping them on site with um, any sort of technical um, support they need in, in terms of performance of the machines and how it's cutting um, you know, you know, blade development and things like that, so that they're getting the best performance um, out of the machines that they've purchased. So, yeah, pretty heavily involvement. It, it, it definitely on a weekly basis. I'm out there uh, spending some time with different contractors and and helping them out. That's what I figured. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, so, what are the challenges that you're seeing these guys? I mean, beyond the beyond the challenges of the tool or you know the technical aspects that you're helping them, you know, walk through. What other, you know, business challenges are, are common over there? I think the big one is, uh, and, and it goes back to the, the inspiration around creating the podcast, was uh, getting the best information to the right people. Mm. We, have a, um, we have a very different 
tiling industry over here in Australia compared to, um, or, or I imagine to to compared to what, what what's in the states. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, population is very very different, um, and uh, we have a, a set of um, standards in Australia here that um, have been around for a long time, and only up until recently there hasn't been a lot of updates to our standards and in in the guide around. Um, installing um, ceramic and porcelain tiles, mm-hmm. and, and I'm hearing some good news that next year um, there's a there's a there's a new update to this standard occurring, which is incredible. And I think that the, one of the biggest challenges that we have is getting that information in the hands of the contractors so that they can make informed decisions. That's huge, right? Um, time is money. Everyone's on the job site. Everyone's you know mixing glue, um, installing tile, um, you know, and and, and trying to make a living and when it's really difficult to find the information it makes it hard for that to transfer into the trade and skill so that by far for me would be you know the biggest challenge that we have um, and then you know the other thing would be regulating um, our trade more um, mm-hmm. so I know that um, here in Australia when we have other trades such as um, electricians or plumbers um, you know potentially even carpentry they have to go through regular um, courses and training to upskill um, mm-hmm. and, and maintain their knowledge. Um, we don't seem to have that in the finishing trades as much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that having, you know, a sort of a, a, a recognised training course here locally in Australia that, you know, is, is, is overseen by a, a large body would be, would be pretty cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one thing we have going for us over here, I think. And even in Canada, they're getting started with the train, you know, more training, more emphasis on the training and the testing and the regulating. It's in the United States, it's, it's, um, some states are the wild west and a few states have yeah. licensing, you know? Um, but that's so interesting. Why I, I, you know, I mean, it's such a good question. Like why our trade got looked over for, um, I guess, uh, you know, stipulations and regulations, um, and I can, I guess maybe because it's a finished trade and people assume what you get is what you, what you see is what you get. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's, it's, it's strange, right? Like I, I, th- I, I think finishing trades, are um, look, they're, they're the last trade to be in, in a, a, a residential dwelling, whether it be a house or a commercial, um, operation or a high rise building. And, um, they really, um, that's, it looks, um, it, it's what, makes the look of the entire building so i don't get it it's it's strange yeah (laughs) it's really strange yeah yeah i wonder if some of that has to do with the uh the number of people and the amount of money that some governing body can receive from from said trade (laughs) yeah yeah there could could be some red tape there yeah yeah, not to raise the flag but (laughs) no no no. (laughs) let's not go down that rabbit hole Definitely. Yeah. I mean, for a long time, maybe uh, we didn't really tile showers so much. Um, so there wasn't any like real danger. But I think since, I don't know, 70s, 80s, we've been tiling a lot of showers, you know, um, mm. and there is a real danger, you know, mm. and, and now that we're past the point of failures and, and moldy showers and stuff like that's a real health danger that I think um, being brought to the authorities that are, you know, basically there to protect the end user, the, the, the home buyer, you know, the purchaser. Mm. Um, so some people making some headway though, and I'm glad 
you know, glad to see uh, things changing. You know, like you said, things are always changing. You mentioned earlier females, more females getting into the trades in general. It's a, it's a great, um, a great sight to see. You know, I think the at the uh, over here, just around the world, I guess it seems like the people attracted to the, the blue collar trades, maybe haven't maybe going through a slight shift right now. And I'm not so certain that's a bad thing. I think that's a good thing. You know, as far mm. as the personalities and more females and different types of people being uh, holding the trades more valuable. You know, I think people are starting to experience the pains of. Um, maybe a, a expensive education that didn't didn't you know amount too much as far as a career and they're having a second look at the the trades which i think is really good and i think we as an industry uh as blue collar people as in a specifically tile should uh use that to our, our advantage and to attract more people to the trade and to maybe um shed some of the some of the uh the bad habits and stuff that maybe we developed in, 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 in the trade, you know, and, yeah. and almost look at it like a new, some new life is being, you know, um, injected, you know, into our yeah. industry, which is a yeah. good thing. I like that, Luke. It's you poet, you very po poet, poetically said that um, <laughs> it is, um, it, it's, it's very true. I mean, between social media, uh, well, actually, social media is probably one of the bigger drivers of um, encouraging people to get into the trade. Right. And you just need to look at Instagram. You know, you, when you have a look at Thailand contractors and how proud they are of the work that they're posting, I mean, you didn't see that 10 years ago. Um, you'd have to you know, maybe f flick through some, some images on a phone or, or held somewhere on, on someone's, um, someone's device, but you, you didn't actually, um, you weren't able to, you were limited in how you could see it. I mean, websites are around, sure, but again, time is money and a lot of contractors were out there on the tools and didn't really have an opportunity to spend all that time, you know, building websites and that sort of thing. So, and now today, it's just so much easier to, you know, throw a post up in seconds and just some of the work is, is incredible. And, and yeah, I've seen some, I think it's encouraging um, a lot of different gender, uh, you know, the different genders and a lot of uh, different people um, from all walks of life and, and backgrounds to, to get into, you know, to tiling and other trades as well. Yeah. It's kind of like a perfect storm with the social media, the, the, the rise in cost of education, at least in the States. I don't know about Australia. Uh, it's, it's astronomical. And then people looking at, I can go to school for less time, make more money, a solid career path. You know, and as a consumer, somebody that just views it, like Mark was saying, it's like to be able to see all their work visible, like, oh, this is great. This is the person I can visualize my bathroom looking that way, my shower, et cetera. It just kind of opens it up, whether it's Instagram, website, Facebook, et cetera, or all three. You know, it's a great opportunity for the consumer to be able to kind of gauge that and, and you know, pick by themselves without having to guess if that person is going to be good based on references or whatever else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Completely agree. And personalities are shining through. I mean, I, I think you're absolutely right. The social media has really elevated everybody, even even amongst installers. I know when I started scrolling and, and looking at people doing certain things, it elevated my desire, even just my desire to do better work. Mm -hmm. And then that followed through with actually my work. Um, yeah. And then, you know, like I'm wearing HUD's tiling hat right now. When I interviewed him, I said, you know, what are you what is your intention with your brand with HUD's? You know, why are you, you know, growing your Instagram so, so, you know, ferociously? I mean, every day he's on there and he's such a great personality for our industry and for 
humans in general, right? I mean, the guy yeah. smiles and laughs and jokes all day long and just has a <laughs> blast, just loves what he does. I mean, what more joy could you have than just loving what you do every single day? And he mm -hmm. said, I want to, uh, you know, I'm a brand. HUD's Tiling is a brand because I want to attract people to this trade. And it's as simple as that. He's not really asking for anything. I mean, he sells merchandise and he gives his knowledge away for free. And, you know, it's just it's just attractive. You know, people from all over, you know, so I, 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 I speak to uh, people who listen to this podcast that aren't in the industry. And so you never know. You put yourself out there. You put your personality out there and you attract others to the industry and people start thinking, well, maybe tile is a good choice for me, you know, and I, mm. I think that's really, uh, really important, you know, that we keep going that direction. You know, how can how can we as leaders, Mark, you know, I, I assume you, I, I consider you a leader, you know, in the industry, somebody who's willing to, you know, put your voice out there and have these conversations, you know, what, what can we do to kind of ensure that, um, uh, the future of the industry is is positive and and goes in the right direction maybe from some of the lessons we've learned over the years yeah absolutely um i think it starts with you know having the conversations around the industry and luke i think you started back in 2018 if i'm correct mm -hmm. and obviously you're um, certainly an inspiration to me wanting to get involved at a local level here and i know a lot of people um, have given me the feedback around how great it is to have a representative um, mm -hmm. as they call it from down under um, <laughs> and, and and we're only sort of just starting right so sure. i think as leaders uh, you know this this whole um, sharing information and putting good content out there and um, you know listening to you know what the trades need um, is is by far some of the biggest things that we can do and then be that source of, um, you know, grabbing the, that, 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 you know, those questions and finding the right information and sharing it with the wider audience because one person will ask a question. However, we all know that there's probably another hundred out there that want the same answer to that one question. And um, yeah. I think giving back um, to the industry that's given me so much is something that, you know, if we, if we can, you know, do a podcast or be involved in, in, in any way, shape or form, this is the perfect platform just to, to give back and say, hey, thanks for, um, thanks for letting me be a part of the industry, and um, I think that's that's the best place to start, you know. Um, and being being a leader and being seen as a leader, and, and making sure that um, you're connecting all the right people. We we here in in Australia, we have, and I've said it a few times on my podcast episodes, we've had um, some incredible people come through in the '70s and '80s and build an an amazing tile industry in Australia, and then now we're sort of having these, a lot of these people semi-retire, retire. And there's a, there's a big void starting to, to creep into the industry where there's not a lot of people at my level um, in terms of age and, and development getting involved in the industry. Everyone's sort of sitting back and, and that's cool. People have got things to do. I get it. You know, not everyone wants to you know, get their hands dirty every day, mm -hmm. but we need to keep, you know, we need to be the glue to keep bringing, you know, that right information together for the industry and, and, and moving forward. Yeah. I like that. Well said. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mark, I'm curious, uh, outside of the, uh, I guess, edu education regulation piece, what are the other struggles that you hear being, you know, working with the individual contractors? Um, anything else that stands out to you from, I mean, Luke and I hear some from the people that we work with, part of Luke's mastermind and stuff. So I'm curious if it, I'm sure there's some overlap, but I'm curious what else you, you're hearing. 
Yeah, look, um, training is um, training in the industry is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting uh, your hands on the right training um, uh, from different uh, organisations. We have, um, you know, certificate three and four in wall and floor tiling, um, which is sort of conducted through a lot of the TAFEs in uh, TAFEs here in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, training's, uh, you know, definitely one that we need more of um, in a, in a wider format. Um, the the way our country works. It's, it's very, um, frag- I wouldn't say fragmented, but very segmented in terms of its states. Mm-hmm. So from one state to another, um, you may need to have a license for um, uh, waterproofing. In another state, you may not need a license for waterproofing. Um, in some states, you need a license for tiling. In other states, you don't need a license for tiling. So oh, wow. Um, wow. we've got all the states sort of running off with their own sets of rules, and we don't really have a, 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 an umbrella approach from a country perspective going, hey, here's a set of rules. Um, please make sure you follow these because they're going to give you the best outcomes that, that you want, want, you wish to achieve. Mm. Um, that and then, you know, there's a lot of talk at the moment, um, probably not as directly related to um, the tiling industry, but definitely in the tiling and stone space, um, which I'm involved in as well, um, is the, uh, the uh, there's a lot more talk now about uh, the dangers of silico- uh, silica dust and silicosis. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a lot of um, lot of health challenges here with a, a lot of um, stone masonry people, and uh, yeah, it's it's starting to um, the awareness campaigns are starting to um, uh, be promoted again uh, amongst the industry. Oh wow, that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How is the health of the uh, average installation business over there? Would you say the installer business owner is pretty healthy? Do, do they do they have a lot of employees over there? Or is it kind of like the majority of empl- of um, installers over here run pretty small, pretty lean operations, I would say? Yeah, look, last check, I think, and this is going back a few years, um, the numbers were telling me that we had around about 4,500 toll contractor businesses across Australia. Mm. Um, now, that number may have changed, um, whether it's higher or lower, I'm not sure. And um, there's a lot of independent um, tiling contractors. So, you know, maybe a one or one or two um, person show. Um, and then you'll have, you know, the crews that are involved in doing the high rise um, commercial jobs in, you know, the CBDs across. Um, the the sort of eastern seaboard and then over in Perth and Adelaide. So, um, yeah, there's 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 quite a quite a few around, um, and we're finding. I mean, at the moment, you you may be getting the same there as well. There's a massive skills shortage um, mm-hmm. to get a lot of the work done. Um, yeah, and, and obviously prices are going up. Um, you know, which is you know probably a good thing for our industry, right? Um, but it took for a pandemic for it to occur, so I don't know if that's a great. I don't know if that's a an ex- excellent place for for it to come from um, right, because that, right. that that can cause some issues. Yeah, you know, at the other end of that cycle. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, it, it's wild. I mean, we've I, I've heard about you know the shortage and and you know the workforce for years now. Um, and it, it seems to be getting worse before it's going to get better. But in all honesty, I, I don't know whether to say it's bad or good for the installer, for the business mm. owner, because, you know, their value keeps going up, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, as the host of Tile Money, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> for that. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm glad yeah. that, 
the the less installers out there means that your value goes up. I'm glad to see people booked out, you know, six, 12, 18 months with mm. work because they, they're people, consumers just can't find enough installers seemingly, you know, apparently yeah. um, seems to be a worldwide issue, you know, from what you're telling me and I've heard from others. Um, a lot of people are, are, are retiring in the next five, six years. Mm. You know, I, I interviewed, um, uh, one man from Canada, he said 50% of the workforce, the labor workforce is retiring in six years or retirement age. That's an incredible in number. Wow. It's a crazy number. And he, I think yeah. he was talking Toronto specific, but we can figure, you know, it's not that far off from the nation or the yeah. world, you know? Yeah. Um, so it is a strange, it's, it's an interesting time. I, I think it's, a, I think it's a great time to have skills with your hands. I really do. I think yeah. it's, all the more reason to get into the trades, right? Mm, yeah, if, if, completely if there's agree. fewer people, you know, doing it. And it seems to be a bit of a renaissance for the trades, for blue-collar workers right now. Mm -hmm. mm. Um, as we mentioned, social media is helping, podcasts are helping. This kind of, you know, conversations are, are definitely helping to attract people and have an inside look, you know. It's mm. kind of interesting to be able to get an inside look at the trade from outside the trade, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. People, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And and look and to your question before, Luke, the you've got two different types of um, tilers here locally. You've, you've got the guys that are that are booked out um, in advance. You know, it could be six, twelve months, and there's plenty of them around. And they're usually your artisan type tiling contractors that you'll see every day on Instagram posting these incredible jobs. Um, and not, that's not to say there aren't others out there, but that there, there are, there are different groups that, you know, some are very social media savvy and some aren't, but still producing great work. Mm -hmm. And then you have a lot of, there are a lot of trades out there that um, are not, a, not, not, a get, not getting as much work in the tiling trade. So, and that goes hand in hand with that lack of training that we have in the industry is that, you know, we've got um, a whole bunch of guys out there that probably need, more training um, so they can be more proficient at, you know, tile installation. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's ever so ever more important why, you know, people like you are, you know, in the NTCA over here in the United States and the TCNA and they're, they're keen on training, right? They're keen mm. on the education aspect because as we see people coming into this industry and it's really great to have tile and connect podcast, tile money, uh, NTCA, all these different resources, and to be able to point people to them because it can be confusing when you come in yeah. into the industry, it's confusing. It's like, well, where, where do I, you know, who's the governing body to look to, or where do I get this information or, you know, what does all this mean? And it yeah. takes years. I mean, it takes years to figure it out, you know, it, it can. So if we can shorten people's, um, you know, experience, I always figured if I knew how valuable attending the trade shows, like you're coming over to the States here and I want to talk about that. But if I knew when I was younger, how yeah. valuable just attending one trade show could be and what that could mean for the rest of my career. Right. I would have wanted yeah. to go right away. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have, we have, um, so we have a guide over here, a handbook. Um, um, it's the AS3958 and it's, um, it's largely, um, it's a guide for the installation of ceramic and porcelain tiles. And it's about to be, I, I hear through different channels that they've been doing a lot of, there's a committee that's been doing a lot of work on upgrading it and updating it. Um, because the last update was over a decade ago. Um, and um, so that's about to be launched for public comment, I think, at the moment, then with potential a launch in some time in the first half of 2023. 
over the years that I've been dealing with tile contractors, the amount of times that I've gone and spent time on a job site and speaking with them. And one of the first questions I ask, ask them is, um, do you have a copy of the AS3958? Um, because it's like it's like your handbook, right? It's like that guide <laughs> you want to have there um, because if a builder's going to back you into a corner based on something that you've done on a job site, you want to be able to have that reference manual and go, hang on a sec, Mr. Builder. Um, you know, page 17, clause, you know, 2.2, this is exactly how it's meant to be done. But none of, like, I think probably once in in my career um, had I had a response, yes, I've got it in the ute or the van or or the truck and I'll go and get it. But, you know, it's it's those sorts of things that we, we need, you know, getting that more readily available to the installers um, would be a massive um, leap forward. I think so too. They say it's uh, like over here, they say our, our, our handbook, TCNA handbook, the number one purchaser is attorneys. <laughs> so it's, it's comical, but it's, it's, it's a dangerous situation. I mean, that means attorneys are using those against Tyler. So if you don't yeah, have that yeah. book and you're not following it, you know, yeah, yeah you're in trouble. <laughs> don't change your number, but figure it out you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta figure it out you know i mean yeah. either i mean hopefully you're doing everything right correct you mm. know and it's gonna last um but we really as as individuals and i'm i'm just as guilty mark like when i was uh you, you know first it, i i really do feel like instagram and social media elevated my desire to be better so much more mm -hmm. because now all of a sudden i was putting stuff out there and um it's like, well, man, I don't want to put something that's subpar, that yeah. subpar <laughs> yeah. out yeah. than, yeah. you know, somebody I look yeah. up to. So you start to learn about stuff. Um, you know, uh, I'm afraid, though, like some of the younger social media influencers and stuff, they're they're almost just like turning their back on the TCNA manual and they're just, you know, not really embracing it. And I, I'm mm. not sure how to, you know, um, get them on board to kind of have the same conversation as like we want to have Mark, you know, yeah. like we want to encourage people to, you know, look to the books and, and yeah. know why you should know at least own one, you know, and mm. know how to use it to sell yourself, sell your value. Right. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and do better work. So I, I don't know. I, I'm still going to continue doing what you do, you know, asking questions. Do you have this book? Do you, do you know where you can get it? And yeah. just that's all you can do really is one person at a time, I guess. Is that is that what you think? Yeah, absolutely. I look yeah, I think the podcast is a terrific platform for continuing to spread that message and repeat it. So you just put it on playback <laughs> um, all of the time. Um, and uh, look, I was on a job site yesterday and this goes hand in hand with, um, you know, um, spending some time with a contractor on a job site. He, um, he ran into a bit of uh, difficulty with cutting a, a 20 mil uh, thick porcelain tile and uh, he needed a solution for the job site. So I went out there and, and, and he had one of the machines that we sell and, and uh, we put a different blade on it and we did some cutting and it all worked out. And then in the background, we've got a guy cutting some concrete um, who's just um, producing like clouds of dust. And I'm like, we're all running around going, what is this guy doing? Like, this is crazy. Um, so we had to go up to him on like two or three different occasions and go, man, you can't do that anymore. Like, this is like, you, you know, you just, you know, dust is problematic um it's dangerous mm. you know it can cause you know all types of different things <laughs> so um i think getting out there on a job site and you know to your point 
spreading the message and, and telling people that, you know, of A, the dangers of what they're doing, um, but B, also the financial burden that they could be um, tabled with um, sure. if the wrong person drives past and goes, hey, here's your, um, your fine for, um, you know, breaking the rules. I, yeah. <laughs> I've been to some of those classes where they talk about dust contamination. Uh, I've been to mold remediation classes, you know, cert- gotten some certificates. It's a big deal. And, you know, um, the fines are very big, like you mentioned. Yeah. Um, the number one question or resistance from contractors is, especially with some of the uh, asbestos, we had a lot of asbestos over here, uh, when, you're, when you're remedying that and taking it off the job site. I mean, some of the rules, especially I was in California, the rules in California are even more strict than, mm-hmm. you know, Florida probably. Um <laughs> And they're there to protect, and I, I, I appreciate the rules, right? But then you stop somebody mid-job that's, you know, making a complete dust mess, and he's probably thinking, you know, I got two or 300 bucks paid to do this, and I'm going to get it done. You know? done yeah. And that was the number one, you know, objection from contractors is well, this adds to the cost. Mm. Like, not just a little. Like, you're talking sometimes two, three, four times, five times. It would add to the cost of a job to do everything prim and proper, right. which there's a reason to do it, right? Mm. And now the law dictates we, sh- we must do it, but now it added to the cost. So it, it, it's, it's this crazy thing. What would you tell somebody in that, in that scenario, you know? Man, that's a, that's <laughs> a tough one. question to answer. Hey? Um, <laughs> look, uh, you know, if, you, if you're choosing health versus finances, it's, it's, it's a really, really tough one to sort of – yeah path to choose to go down and i get it right you know um i think you need to learn from the lesson and go um and and talk to your builder about you know the dangers of and it may not happen on that job but you need to talk to the builder about the dangers of you know what they're doing and and the effect that it can have on the 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 future jobs that they're doing um i know that on in this particular instance yesterday the the tile contractor ran over to the guy twice and just told him man you cannot do this um and um, and particularly while there was other contractors around now, when everyone went to lunch break, I'm not sure what happened then, <laughs> uh, whether, whether he went back on the, on the, on the, on the diamond saw, but yeah, look, it's a tough one. I'm not sure how, how we tackle that. We definitely need, um, some, um, some guidance some some intervention from the right government groups as well in terms of, um, them putting out programs and educating, you know, cause this can't just be from, um, you know, the contractor up only responsibility that's right. you know that's just not fair you know that right, right. there's a whole bunch of people out there that in the world that can have influence and i think the different government bodies need to get more involved um in australia we don't have as much involvement from i think the state or federal governments in terms of our, our sector i'm sure the industry as a whole in construction yes they they would have a fair amount of um influence but you know more more specific um you know in those areas and you only ever hear from them when there's a problem right um but they need to be more proactive in in helping, um, you know, provide some solutions and, and some training programs and, and those sorts of things. Yeah. Well said, Mark. I appreciate it. I want to just, I'll just echo your comments as well. You know, it's up to us as business owners, as Tyler's to choose what we're going to do, what we're not going to do. Um, and at some point, even if we were doing something wrong, right? Like at some point I've been that guy, you know, yeah. on the saw blowing dust everywhere. I've been, I've cut in whole houses with a Makita grinder and I've sucked ha- most of that into my lungs, you know, silica sand, what, whatever. But once you learn, you know, once you learn not to do it and the dangers and the reality of, of, of the, the consequences, 
don't do it. And, and there's yeah. going to be somebody, you know, elevate your business. You know, there's, uh, there's always, cons there's so many consumers. There's going to be consumers who will gladly pay more for uh, somebody who's health conscious, um, uh, earth, you know, uh, eco, eco-friendly conscious, mm -hmm. all these good mm -hmm. things. And who does things by the law, you know, does things by the, yeah. the most legitimate way we can do it. There's always going to be a consumer. So, um, I, I, I appreciate your, your response. And I, I was trying to stump you there and I, I didn't do it. So <laughs> good job. Well, as, as a consumer, I'm glad you said that, Luke, because my first thought was if somebody comes to me and says, I can do it for a quarter of the price, but they don't mention, Hey, we're not going to take care of X, Y, and Z, you know, yep. dustless, et cetera. You just say, Hey, cost is a factor. That's fine. It's not my health, but at, from an education standpoint, it's good to know. And, and I'm sure part of this comes down to educating the client. Hey, this is what we exactly. do. This is how we're going to handle it. This is why, you know, obviously at some point it's out of your control, whether they decide or not. But like you said, there's plenty of other fish in the sea, so to speak, like people that will willingly pay for it to yeah. be done the right way. Um, and mm -hmm. education, you know, to the client is important. Uh, it sounds like from an outsider perspective. Yeah. Uh, and look, yeah. Oh, sorry. Like, uh, you go. I, thank you, Grant, for chiming yeah. in. As a consumer, that that means a lot because mm -hmm. um, mm. you know we we get an inside look and on what a consumer would look like look for, and sure. you know, and the, the 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 great thing is, Tyler's business owners, you you do you you do the education, you focus on the education, and you tell people why you want to remedy this that um, that dust, you know, and extract that dust and educate them. It, it means something to Grant. Because Grant has a child at home. Grant has a wife at home. Yeah. It means yeah. it's a very emotional for Grant to protect his family. So now all of a sudden your price is higher, but you've educated Grant. Yeah. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, no, look, I was just going to say, and one of the things we don't want to get to is a world where we're ruling by um, um, fines, right? So, and what I mean by that is we don't want to, we don't want to have to, you know, pull out the card of, hey, look, you know that if you're doing this, the way you're doing it could potentially cost you up to $5,000 if someone from the right government organization drives past and sees what you're doing. We sort of want to be encouraging people based upon the health aspect and the awareness programs of not only for themselves, but for like people like Grant and other consumers that are there and, um, and that are um, exposed to, you know, that type of workmanship, whether it's dust or, you know, dangerous practices, it could be anything, right? Um, but yeah, it's important to, um, the education piece is just, it's it's limitless yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh dirk sullivan uh has a business in uh, portland hawthorne tile and he's uh, very active with the national tile contractors association five-star contractor all that good stuff and i interviewed him a few years back and um for the first time and he said luke it's just shocking how how expensive it is it's, it's shocking how expensive it is to work in somebody's home and do it the proper way and, and abide by all the rules and have, have, you know, treat your employees right. And, and, you know, actually care. It's just shockingly expensive. And he said, mm -hmm. but that's the business we're in. We, we need to, we need to accept that. And, yeah. and things aren't things, you know, you mentioned it, prices are going up on materials, on everything, right? Fuel, you know, your rent goes up, everything goes up. So it's just going to be an ongoing challenge, which is why tile money continues to put out, business related content every single week, you know, to remind people they're in business. Um, I want to talk on the trade shows for a minute, Mark, 
You're, yeah, you're coming, sure. You're coming to the States. You're coming to Vegas. Um, is this a return trip for you or how, how oh, often do you come over here? Man, I've got, have I got a story to tell you? Okay. Um, <laughs> so, um, we, uh, last time I was in, I've been to the States a few times. Um, I've traveled, traveled around quite a bit to sure. San Fran and New York and different places. Nice. Um, I was over in Vegas for Well of Concrete in 2020. Uh, believe it or not. So the business that I started with, I, I joined the organization in sort of mid to late 2019. And one of our business plans was to go to World of Concrete, meet with some of our key supply partners and um, and try and find some some new um, some new tools that we could um, that we could bring back. And then of course, obviously end of 2019, the, the dreaded C word came about and all of a sudden, um, you know, we were talking about it at, at dinner one night with one of our suppliers about, um, you know, oh, surely this will never make it to America or Australia. And <laughs> we got, I got back on the 9th of February um, into Australia from um, LA and literally um, I think about two weeks later or three weeks later, our prime minister at the time decided we we're just going to close the country. <laughs> it's wow. like, that's it. Just wow. closing down. You know, we're going to be the first country in the world to declare it a pandemic. God knows why it was a race to do that, um, and um, and uh, yeah, we came back. So no, not my not my first time um, to the shows. Um, I was at World World of Concrete for three days. It was incredible, um, just mind blowing. Um, the things that you see there and all of the different um, internal and external events. Um, yeah, it was incredible. So you're coming back coming back to surfaces um, uh, next year. Nice. Yeah. And you're you're in for one heck of a week, Mark. I, I, I'm sure you know already, but you have. Um you have like three or four shows going on. So you've got Tice yeah. and then you've got uh, K-Biz, kitchen bathroom um, design show. And then you've got a hardware show. And then I, wow. you, you've got, I, I think you've got one. Oh, it's, it, it, I think they just declared it. Um, uh, what, what do you call it? Like, uh, tr like finished trade week or, you know, something like that like <laughs> design in school. So like the whole week is focused. There's a few small things going on. So you're going to have a good time. Um, for yeah, sure. Well. It's going to be, that's going to be fun. Yeah. I'll be bouncing around between the buildings. Are you going to work <laughs> or for just to bounce around and, and visit? No, look, oh, a bit of a dual purpose. I wanted to do a lot of, um, I wanted to do some stuff with the podcast while I'm there, mm -hmm. you know, good opportunity to actually um, get some new information and some mm -hmm. new content and take it back home because, you know, obviously of we the audience here, while there's definitely some shared audience between um, what you and I do, there's also a lot of guys here that are, are now looking at me going, oh, you know, what's next and what's coming up and, hey, can you, can you look at this? So, yeah, a little bit of work and then, um, definitely a little bit of pleasure. My, my partner's coming with me. Nice. And um, after, after the shows, at the end of that week, we're heading up to uh, Yosemite National Park um, and they're going to mm. take her up to um, Sacramento and then I'll cross to San Francisco for a few days and do the, the real touristy things <laughs> like the, you know, the wineries and um, go, go across to Alcatraz and, you know, might leave her there. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, she might leave you now. <laughs> so, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. And looking forward to connecting with um, – yeah, I imagine that you're going to be there and, and connecting in with as many people as I can. So I'm pretty sure that I'm going to be emotionally exhausted every day from all the conversations that I have. But um, it sounds like it's going to be a blast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking – Yeah, you know, to be honest, I, I'm not sure I can make it this year or not. Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of focused on coverings, which is closer to home here in Florida, Orlando, but you never know. Yeah. I mean, it's the more I think about it, the more appealing it is with all those trade shows. Yeah. I've never been to K-Biz. I've never been to a couple of those trade shows. I've been to Tice a few times. So yeah, it's, nice. uh, 
You never know what's going to happen with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Grant can attest. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Nice. Well, listen, this has been a, a great conversation. I really, really appreciate it. I'm, I'm looking forward to continuing to listen and tune into your podcast and see where you take that. Um, Thanks, overall, man. what's, what's your, you know, what's your, um, your futuristic outlook for the tile industry? Look, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty awesome, actually. I think there's a lot of work in um, the industry here. We obviously we're on a little bit of a go slow sort of program for the last sort of 12, 18 months because of the lack of building materials and supplies and then prices going up. So everyone's sort of adjusting to the new um, building way of building um, with all the new prices. And, you know, look, we've still got people waiting 14, 15 months for a new build on a home, oh, which is wow. just insane. Um, but that's starting to um, reduce, which is mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, all of the all of the people that I talk to, I've got a good you know six twelve months worth of work in front of them. Um, I think uh, as long as we can um, keep the the dreaded R uh, recession out of out of our conversations, I think you know we can continue to focus on all the positive stuff. Um, there's still plenty of work out there, um, and and I think the new the new handbook when it gets delivered next year will breathe a lot of life back into the industry here in Australia as well. I think there'll be a big mission for the right groups to continue to drive that messaging on the new handbook mm -hmm. um, or whatever they call it um, and making sure that as many people know about it and obtain copies and and keep delivering that but you know look it's it's looking pretty positive a lot of the guys and, and girls that I talk to are pretty excited about 2023 and um, you know continuing to de deliver some really high quality um, tiling jobs so yeah it's looking great. Awesome. Awesome. I'm glad you're positive. I'm positive too about the industry yeah. and the future as a whole. Uh, yeah, it's, it's weird talking about things like recessions. And I mean, some folks will tell you we're in a recession right now. Yeah. It doesn't feel yeah. like it, you know, nah. um, it's a strange, it's a strange thing. Uh, and I, I know I was talking to another, another Tyler and he said, we're, it's not a recession. He's like, I, I don't know what to call it, but it's not a recession. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, it's something entirely different. And I'm like, you know what? You're probably right. You're probably right. They'll probably come up with a new name for it. Whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever happens. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got the um, we've got one of the lowest unemployment rates in in the country um, ever in Australia. Wow. So it's like you know when you talk about having the lowest unemployment rates but the highest inflation rates, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what you call it. It's um, it's like the twilight zone. But we'll just yeah, you know, we'll just keep running with it. It's um, it's working. You know, I think if um, everyone remains positive and we keep moving forward in the right direction. And uh, I think that's um, that's the best place we can continue to to um, to to encourage. Yeah, yeah, that's what I really appreciate about you, Mark. Is you're so positive, and <laughs> you know, um, I I try to be. I try to not get negative. Uh, try to try to leave off CNN and all those uh, negative news channels and, and Fox and all. I mean, I'll throw them all under the bus. I don't mind. <laughs> <All trash. laughs> but, uh, but like I, we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, was there anything we missed you wanted to highlight? Or? No, man. Look, you guys have been great. It's um, it's awesome to again to connect with um, people all around the world, and um, I was sort of excited and looking forward to catching catching up with you guys today and and just sharing some stories and and talking about some some synergies and things. And yeah, hopefully we get a chance to meet next year. If not, there's um, you know, there's always what we're doing now. And yeah, yeah no, it's been great. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And thanks for being an inspiration, Luke. It's um, it's been awesome listening to your work in my car while I'm driving around seeing clients and customers and i'm getting a lot of really awesome ideas right on my 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 uh my pleasure mark appreciate you have a good day
Yeah, you too. See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, Tile friends. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Mark. I really enjoyed getting to know him and kind of seeing things from a little slightly different perspective, being that he's over there across the pond, as they say. And uh, if you want to meet him, you know, he said he's going to be in Vegas in the first week of February there for Tice and all that good stuff. So definitely reach out to Mark. Tell him you heard him on the Tile Money podcast and you want to meet him in Vegas. I think it would be well worth your time. Um, Tile friends, if you enjoy this podcast, uh, feel free to leave us a, 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 an honest review on iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, or our Facebook uh, page would be another good spot. Well, I appreciate you, Tile friends. Remember, uh, stay positive and you're in business. So please, please, please stay profitable out there, Tile friends. All right, over and out. We'll talk to you next week.